This is the West Coast Project podcast for Better Call Saul. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Kelly from Better Call Saul Fun Facts. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hey, we're doing 409 Bug, Episode 9 in Season 4. What did you think of this episode, Kelly? I thought this was excellent, and I really like a part with uh, Anna Gunn in it, but uh, the bug, this one to me was, why is it being titled Bug? But Tom Schnauz, who wrote this, uh, was talking about how there's bugs on Jesse's car and how Hank looks at uh, Gus's comings and goings. So I guess that is why they called it Bug. Yeah, bugs on Jesse's car, bugs on Gus's car. Uh, who knows where else? Bugs everywhere. But, um, <laughs> right. I mistook this one for Fly when I first started watching Hermanos. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, they put Fly in between Hermanos and Salud, the big, the big scene in Mexico where we meet Gus's past and then we see Gus's resolution to, to Don Eladio. They stuck yeah. Fly in there, that real weird one, but it's not. It's Bug. But <laughs> you can see why I might have mistaken those, of course. Same three letters and it's, a Fly is a Bug and, and all that. But Fly was actually backing up in season three. Yeah. But this is Bug. This is uh, this is the one where we start out with a flash forward. Have we, have we seen a flash forward yet in the series that you can think of, Kelly? No, not that I can. No, not yet. We know it in season five. There's a flash forward, of course, the beginning of the gun in the trunk. But I don't remember any other flash forwards until this one. But we go from that. The flash forward, by the way, is blood dripping down onto Hank's onto uh, Walt's shoes. And we're wondering, broken glasses, broke bloody hand. We're kind of wondering what that all is. But we go to Hank's house, and now they're out in the car going to the mineral show, supposedly. And they retrieve the bug, and um, Gus looks at where the bug went, where, the, where Gus went with his car with the bug. Um, right? And we see Tyrus kind of watching Hank's house from, from down the street. Yeah. Um, then later on at the laundry, we see Walt and Jesse meet, and they share a cigarette outside for the, uh, ostensibly for the purpose of, of just talking. Walt wants to catch up with Jesse. What's new in life? He wants to know what he's been doing with his time. And Jesse says he likes the show Ice Road Truckers. Um, and then Walt did a really cu- curious thing to me. He kind of resignedly just said, well, it doesn't matter. We're both dead men anyway. Yeah, when, when Jesse's like, well, don't you have enough cancer anyway? Why are you still smoking? And he says, well, we're both dead men anyway. Why did he do that? Do you think he really thought that? Or was that a cover for Gus or anyone uh, who might be listening? Yeah, I just think that, you know, they're in a situation now and it was probably just kind of a sarcastic remark. But I think he was also looking to see if that ricin was still there because Jesse's been ordered to kill Gus. Yeah, so he wanted to know if he still had it in the cigarette pack. Yeah. So um, after that, we see a cool time lapse into an Albuquerque evening. Kelly, do you know anything about the director of this one? The the time lapses seem to be um, time lapse photography seem to be universal, like they're shared among different people running the show. Yeah, I don't know. I I was thinking it was. Um... I don't remember his name right now. I was thinking it was possibly, but I don't know the director on this one very well. I'm not familiar with their work. Well, the time lapse goes into the evening, and it it shows us the uh, it shows us Skyler. Now, when I was watching this again, I thought, okay, now is Skyler at the car wash, or she at Benicky at her accounting office at Benicky? Because it's a really tight shot, and they make it kind of hard to determine where she is. 
And I remember thinking, like, how, okay, what's going on with her and Beneke? Even if it is the car wash, how is she still connected to Beneke? And then what do you know? We're going to find out. Because a little bit later, we see Ted walk into this, into this episode. Um, but she is at the car wash, and she calls Walt to discuss Junior's birthday, and his present's going to be another car. Yeah, you can see the lily of the valley in that scene, too. If you look closely, it only shows it for a second. Um, but you can. she's asking Walt, like, what kind of car? Do you want me to pick it? Do you want to help me? And he's very passive, like, yeah, you go ahead and figure it out. Like, he's just got bigger push to fire right now. Yeah, he's worried about a lot of stuff. So <laughs> she tells him that they're making profit. Car wash is making profit, and maybe pretty soon you can quit your drug job. Um, and he's, you know, he's like, well, yeah, maybe. But like you said, he's got bigger fish to fry. And in the background, we can see he has his own GPS tracker now still in the package. Um, and that one's destined for Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. She, I think that, too, Skylar's very naive at this point to think, well, hey, you know, now that we're making all this big bucks, you can just go ahead and take off and leave the business and having no idea what he's gotten himself into. Shake everybody's hand, get your gold watch and go on your merry way. Exactly. Yeah. But um, later on, Walt's awakened by a call in the tank. He's all gung-ho to go rock hunting again. Hank has found the Poyos Distribution Center, I guess on the route from the GPS tracker. Mm -hmm. And Walt wants to stall him. He tries to stall him, but he really can't. Uh, So in the meantime, he gets off the phone with Hank, but he tells Mike, calls Mike and tells him, you better clean up that distribution center because you're about to get a visit from Hank. So we see Mike and Jesse clean up the, the meth from the distribution center. Right. Um, another cool scene that I didn't notice on the first watch, Kelly, was Skyler in the car wash ringing up fake sales, um, even to the point of talking to herself. She's talking to fake customers there. Did you notice that the first time you saw it? I did, and maybe um, she was thinking that they were getting bugged, you know, maybe her paranoia. But she's definitely, in case anyone was surveillancing, and obviously not audio, but, um, yeah, she was sounding like she's making up fake sales yeah in light of this episode <laughs> named bug you yeah. might you might think that yeah and anyone listening in would just hear okay you want the extra special under carriage wash and whatever that'll be 58 dollars. but there's nobody there and she's just putting she's just opening and closing the cash register yeah let's see so ted comes in ted comes in and tells her he comes in first of all without even warning her just walks into the car wash and tells her about the IRS audit. And Skylar realizes she's culpable because she has her name all over the accounting records of Beneke from that time. Yeah, he wants her to uncook the books. And she's like, well, that's going to permit agents to monitor my mail, my phone calls, open up car wash books. You're, I don't want to get audited. Yeah, uncook them or cook them even more to, make, to cover up even more because I don't know how you uncook them. He's, he's reported less money than they had and kept that money for himself and that's the problem he's underreported his income i don't know she just said you want me to uncook your books like so i don't i don't know how that all works with the finances yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's fixable except for the way that we see skylar approach it later right <laughs> which is kind of a fake out but um we see we see the guys cleaning up the distribution center um, Jesse, I think at this point, is really trying to protect Walt and even Hank, even though he, d- he doesn't like Hank. Um, I guess that kind of rung true with him that 
Gus getting caught uh, means we get caught. So right. Mike asked if there would be a problem if anything ever did happen to those guys. And uh, the next thing we see is our old buddy Gaff again. Gaff is out there as a sniper shooting at Gus's men. And, and um, Jesse just freezes outside in the parking lot as a total easy target for Gaff. He doesn't get hit. And Mike saves him. Yeah, he's not. There's just there's such a typical reaction for Jesse. He's not in this line of business, and definitely freezing was the most realistic thing. I think I would have done the same. And luckily, Mike is used to this kind of thing and was able to save him. But it showed that Gaff had a clear shot of Jesse. And I almost wonder if, uh, knowing what we know later with the cartel, if he was hesitant to kill him. Do you think he knew he was a chemist and he might be valuable to the Mexican cartel? Yeah, because it shows him with a clear shot, and he doesn't take it. So, Yeah, he has him right in the sights. Actually, that might be the picture for our post for this. Jesse yeah. and the crosshairs. <laughs> uh, but Team Walt and Jesse have another job to do, and that's to di- dispose of the body in the barrel. It's one thing they're good at. And um, so they've had another body. How many barrels have they filled now with? They had, uh, they had um, Crazy Eight's buddy. Or was that Crazy Eight in the barrel? No, that was the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Then they had the um, another guy, right? They had the guy. They had well, they had Victor. Victor, and then this guy. This is at least three that they've had to put in that barrel. Yep, more to come. They put that barrel on a truck and it takes it away somewhere. I wonder where that thing goes. Who knows? So then we see a time lapse into the Albuquerque morning, which is really cool. We see it go into evening and then into morning. And it's Beneke getting audited at the IRS office when Skylar saunters in and she's all glammed up and boobed up in her with her bedazzled clothes and her bedazzled purse. Anna Gunn really showed off her acting chops here as the kind of the goofy accounting person. Yeah, she definitely with this scene um, is one of my favorites with her um, with her low cut shirt and her kind of her cheesy jewelry walking in with her makeup caked on. And I thought that her acting was off the scale with this one and very comical. Yeah, I think she acted it great. She, I mean, mm-hmm. she played the part as kind of a dope. She really sold this IRS guy that she was just an idiot. And that got them off the hook, at least for now. Yeah, her line, ignorance of the law doesn't equal criminality. And then dumb Ted, who I am not a fan of, as we know, that still doesn't want to, he doesn't take his victory. Like, oh my God, thank you. He's just still, I don't want to pay it back. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah, Ted's showing that he's really a weenie at this point. He's got, he's just a loser, right? He's like, he's like a victim of everything that he created for himself. But interesting that he pulled off in that kind of crappy blue car. So uh, I'm not sure of the significance of that, but she had said, take back your BMW. And he said, I wish I could. And then you see him drive off in this kind of older model blue car. Well, I think it makes us believe that Ted really is out of money. He doesn't have the car anymore. He doesn't have, you know, he's got a second mortgage on his house. Yeah. He's, lo- he's taking out loans and he's just, he's just lost everything. Right. So he's, he is kind of. It's proving to us that he is kind of in dire straits. So Jesse goes to Gus's house, and it's a really tense dinner scene with, with all that rice and burning a hole in his pocket. He's seemed like he had a lot of chances to use it. He's got the stew, and Gus is cutting a bunch of open vegetables on the table. and um, But he doesn't. We don't see him use it. And 
this whole scene, Kelly, this is a precursor to salute how Gus needs, knows now he needs to go down and take care of the problems in Mexico. Right. And it's interesting because you think that, you know, he was earlier, um, Jesse was complaining to Mike, like, well, what are we just bought? Uh, we're just practice for people to shoot us. What's going on here? And he's like, well, if you have questions, ask Gus yourself. So to be able to meet Gus in person and have this, you know, intimate per se dinner, um, you know, his, his whole reasoning was he wanted to ask him all these questions and then Gus turns it on him, kind of making him believe that he wants um, Jesse to take over for Wall and dispose of Wall. But that's exactly not the reason uh, and all. And then, ha- then finds out that he's got to go cook for the cartel. So very scary. Yeah, we see that Walt isn't the only one with vanity with like a big ego because Jesse chimes in with, oh, so you want me to help you, the druggy loser? Mm-hmm. He's, he's like hurt that he's not respected and now he's expected to do this big job. But yeah, Gus wants to know if Jesse can do this, can cook on his own without Walt there. And just he tries to protect Walt like, oh, no, I need him. You better not do anything to him, Mr. White. I need him. You know, I need him as my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but what? Gus is about to lay his life on the line with Jesse's performance down there. <laughs> Jesse's going to determine if pretty much if they live or die. And Gus is taking a big chance by having Jesse do this. So, Kelly, here's my question. Why didn't they take Walt to Mexico? Um, I think that uh, Jesse is easier led. I don't know if Walt would have gone quietly and I think that, too, that they know how to manipulate, or at least they try to manipulate Jesse, like, oh, you can come down and, and save the day. And they don't know how long Walt's going to live. Um, and I think he's just, you know, an easier puppet to take down there. Yeah, I guess. But they had to get that that purity up so high to, just to rely on Jesse. It seemed like a pretty big gamble uh, at the time for Gus to do that. Yeah, I don't remember in the conversation if they discussed why they weren't taking Walt, but he definitely said, you know, I was a junkie loser. You're going to throw in the ditch. You know, now you want to take me down to the cartel. Or maybe they need um, uh, Walt to stay here and keep cooking. They can't have everybody going to Mexico. So maybe that was what it was. Well, I think you're I think you're right. Your point that Walt probably just wouldn't go. He'd say, fuck you. I'm not going down there. And right. Jesse kind of has to go because they played up his ego. Right. So that's probably the answer. But Kelly, we're about to go on this super roller coaster ride. Um, these next episodes are so we see Salute coming up. That's me. I remember my this roller coaster for me, and this is why I was really rooting for Gus and Salute. I wanted them to pull off this caper down in Mexico. I wanted them to get away with it against Donald Audio. Um, then in Crawl Space after Salute, I was really afraid of Gus. You know, I knew Walt was afraid of Gus. Gus was really a big evil ominous figure mm-hmm. and then in end times after crawl space i was really rooting for waltz like to get away from gus and win over gus and then the very end of this season is uh face off and we see the resolution of it all so there's a pretty emo- big emotional roller coaster for us as viewers in these next four episodes. Yeah, I never wanted um, Gus to prevail only because I didn't like that he had his claws in Jesse. And I was very relieved to find out that Mike was going with him to Mexico and said, if, if you know, we don't all leave, if no one leaves, what was the word? What was he? Did he say? Um, we all go home or none of us go home. Yeah, right. So at least he's got Mike on his side. 
Yeah, and when Mike said that, it really inspired confidence, too, because you kind of believe, okay, Mike, if Mike's buying into it, I guess I'll buy into it, too. Right. Yeah, so that did that did boost it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, Jesse goes to Walt to reveal this whole Mexico plan, and he's really afraid at this point, and he wants Walt to coach him so that, you know, he knows, too, if he's in the heart of the beast down there, if he fucks up, he's not going to get out of there. So he wants Walt to help him. Right. Um, but the tracker showed the tracker that Walt had showed him going to Gus's house, and Jesse lies about not having seen Gus, and this makes Walt not believe him. So they get into a big fight, and um, Jesse flips the table on Walt and says, "By the way, how did you know all this about where I was and all this?" So he figures out he was getting tracked and all that. So they get into a big fight, and um, so we see the results of the flash forward is. Walt essentially getting his face pounded. Uh, and Vince Gilligan was really adamant that they make this a very sloppy real man fight, uh, not something you would see in the movies, but where they're pulling each other and putting their fingers in their ears and crashing into things and grabbing things to protect themselves so that the audience believed it. And then at the end, they were very out of breath, uh, where you see some fights in TV and they're just kind of normal. So... Um, it was a very interesting and well-thought-out fight. Yeah, and, and Walt gets beat like he's never been beat yet in this series. And I don't think he gets beat up like this ever again in this series. And Jesse finally gets to give a beat down. You know, he's been beat up by Tuco and, you know, his endless beatings he's getting. So finally it was kind of his turn. Yeah, Jesse gave what he's been getting almost exactly like that was a pretty bad beatdown that he gave to Walt. Yeah, and then to say, well, can you walk? Yes, well, then get the fuck out of here and never come back. I, when he said, can you walk, I thought there was going to be, you know, kind of an apologetic feel to it. But he's like, you know, get bent, kick rocks. I don't want you here. Can you walk? Get the fuck out. Notice too at the end the music is different. The end music is very slow and ominous. It's not the normal uh, ending. They slow down the, the sound. It's like their breath. They're both out of breath. They're you know it's like breathing almost. Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool. So that's it for four hundred nine. Our next episode is for four ten. Salud, and that like I said, partnered with our models are my two favorite. I like seeing these guys get what they, get what's coming to them. Right. Um, and then episode 11, 12, and 13 really finish off season four. Really, really, boy, that was a powerful way to end that season. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up really quickly something I think we forgot to discuss is when Gus, uh, when when um, Gaff was blowing holes into everybody and shooting sporadically, that Gus came out with his hands out, like almost like godlike, and was totally not afraid of the bullets or getting shot. Uh, to kind of signify the importance that he has where the cartel won't kill him. I guess he does know. Maybe he knows, too, that him and Walt and Jesse being the the main principal dudes are fairly safe from getting shot. Right, because that, I mean, that was some serious, you know, macho man stuff for him to not be afraid that somebody's going to shoot him down. And then when he didn't shoot Jesse. So you can kind of see the cartel has their power, but... You know, these three players, like you mentioned, 
Um, they're not ready to get rid of them quite yet. A pretty cool way to, to end this uh, to end that episode. So yeah. next is 410 Salute. Uh, our website is West Coast Project, and the podcast is Better Call Saul. And Kelly, your your websites are what? Breaking Bad Fun Facts and Better Call Saul Fun Facts on Instagram and Breaking Bad Fun Facts on Facebook. Awesome. So I'll see you at 410 Salute. Yes, love it.